Welcome, Pewter Report readers and listeners, to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius. I am John Ledyard on a victory Monday, ready to kick off your week with this raucous podcast. I think I just mispronounced that word, and I don't even care, Josh. We out here today on a victory Monday on the Pewter Report podcast, ready to talk about going undefeated in the all-time sack list, and Leroy Selman who I know Bucks fans are still mad at me about, but where he ranks in this new updated all-time sacks record list that Pro Football Reference is putting out. We got ground to cover today, my friend. How are you on this beautiful Monday afternoon? It's a Monday. It's a victory Monday. Lightning had the championship parade out there on the boats, rocking out. Uh, uh-huh. Doing well, you know, ready to get back. We're, what, two weeks officially? Less than two weeks away from training camp. So looking ready to get some football action going. Almost done with basketball, wrapping up, and then we'll have the Olympics. But your sons dropped one last night. They did. Went off, but they'll bounce back. Yeah, it was not It was not an enjoyable watch. I uh, was getting a little angry, a little out of sorts, so decided to opt out of the fourth quarter <laughs> after it got to be 20. No, I still checked in. I was just was getting a little worked up there. It wasn't a good night uh, for sure. We'll see. Game four is everything, man. You win game four, you got to feel real good about the series. But, yeah, lightning parade, fun stuff, if you noticed. I obviously am not where I normally am podcasting from. I'm in Pennsylvania right now, so I wasn't even uh, in Tampa Bay for the parade today, but I was tracking and following along with everything, uh, uh, and I saw that there was some good stuff going on. So it was uh, obviously Kucherov gave another epic interview, and it made me just kind of think about, man, I can't – what if we're here with the Bucks again, man? Like just think about how many good memories and moments there were from the parade just recently. We can do that again, man. Be nice. Uh, this just pouring the beer on the guy's head. That's right. I know. He's yeah, wearing the consmite as a hat. <laughs> it was. Uh, they had a lot of fun out there. Well deserved, you know. Back to back, especially with the uh, the shortened season and shortened off season and playing mm-hmm. the bubble. So good for them. Congratulations to them. Yeah, That's it was fun. You'll hear that from me. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely fun. I think we need to take some light from your your camera and put it on my camera. I'm in the dark more today because I didn't bring my – I'm on my webcam. I'll be on my webcam here when I'm on the pod over the next couple of weeks. I didn't bring the nice camera and the whole setup because we're going to be kind of mobile up here and, and staying in a couple of different places. And so wasn't sure all that equipment was going to be with us. And uh, so – but, uh, yeah, I, I – uh, so I apologize that – my quality isn't quite as good as it normally is here, but uh, on the show, but we've the quality of the content is going to be great. And the quality of the Celsius is going to be great as well. If you don't know, Celsius is the title sponsor of the Peter report podcast. And yeah, you've got some peach vibe. You're rocking. I am going through withdrawals right now because I was on the flight. So I didn't have my Celsius with me that I typically have. So I've got to get some, I've got a couple in the car that I've got to put in the fridge tonight um, for my workout tomorrow. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at with the Celsius right now. But you're rocking the peach vibe, drinking the peach vibe, as you should be. Terrific flavor. For people who don't know, Celsius, it energizes and powers active lives every day with essential functional energy. Make sure you were checking it out on the banner ads at pewterreport.com and at celsius.com. Use that store locator. Find out where the Celsius are around you. It is a game changer. We got a couple messages on the YouTube side of things, just people saying, thank you for turning us on to Celsius. You know, it's wonderful stuff. Best energy drink I've ever had. The taste, the, the fact that it doesn't crash. I don't crash. Um, we always get a tons of comments from readers, but always keep those coming, man. We appreciate that when y'all are giving us that kind of feedback. It helps us and it really helps Celsius to be able to gauge how valuable this is. So definitely uh, appreciate that. Logan, not holding back grape Celsius, big grape Celsius fan. He wants everybody to know. Appreciate that, Logan. Uh, grape Celsius, I agree. 
Uh, it's my wife's favorite. That's my her favorite flavor for sure. So Isaiah Osborne wants to already chime in on today's topic, Josh. <laughs> no, the Bucs won't go 17 and 0. Don't I don't disagree with Isaiah. I don't, but he, here's the possibility. Uh, here's the the question is whether there's a possibility for them to go 17 and 0 or not, and where that kind of ranges in comparison to other teams in recent years. All of those kind of things is kind of what we're discussing here. Everybody knows the smart money is not on the box going 17 and 0 or any other team going 17 and 0 at any point. But my question to you, Josh, is one that was in the mailbag today, and I want to know: Do you think that? The what, what do you think is more likely the Bucks going 17 and 0 this season or winning three straight Super Bowls? It's funny because the question that you're asking, Tom Brady came close to doing both already. <laughs> like, literally, one game away from a perfect season. We all know how that ended. We don't have to relive that. Please don't let us relive that. And then, you know, they went to three straight Super Bowls, they lost that, that game to. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, but they went to three straight. They could have won three straight, had a very good opportunity. If Brandon Cooks doesn't get injured right away, maybe that changes the outcome of the game. Um, but Tom's been there to both of those situations, right? He hasn't he hasn't capitalized on one. And I think that if he was going to shoot for one thing to get done, it'd be the undefeated season. I think that's the only thing he he has left to check off on his list is to go undefeated. And I'll tell you what. I don't think we've seen the team better suited and better uh, rostered mm -hmm. for that opportunity. And you combine that with their schedule this year, John. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say it's a possibility, but it's a possibility. It's a possibility, but it is highly unlikely. Paul does a good job of, of describing it here. Paul Atwell, a contributor over at PeterReport.com, says, obviously everyone knows going undefeated is hard, but I think it's still underappreciated. Even if you had a 90% chance of winning every regular season game, which would be absurd for even one game, you'd only have a 17% chance of going undefeated. Paul's better at math than I am. Definitely better percentages than I am. So here's my question to you, Paul, and to anybody out there. What's more likely then? You win three Super Bowls in a row or you go undefeated in one season and don't lose a single game? I mean, even 17 and 0, let's just say the regular season. Let's say, let's just say the regular season. I don't even consider the playoffs at this point. What's more likely winning out throughout the regular season? I mean, to me, neither are going to happen, in my opinion. But I do think that going 17 and 0 is more likely than winning three straight Super Bowls. I mean, it's just so hard. Nobody's ever done three straight Super Bowls, you know, before. So, but today's parody and today's NFL, I mean, it's hard to go 17 0 too. So it, it's a great conversation, I think, is to, to discuss. Some box fans don't even care about going 17 and 0. But here's why I would say, Josh, that I think that there's the possibility with the Bucs more than in a typical season. The roster's loaded and the cohesiveness can't be compared to any other team that's just won a Super Bowl. So we already know they're good. So that's the starting point. Remember the Philly Philadelphia Eagles super team a couple years ago? It was like, okay. This team could be good. They went out in free agency. They spent all this money. What was it? Early, I don't know, 2009 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh, could, you know, they could be good. You know, we didn't know they were good. We just thought they could be because they added all these pieces or whatever. We already know the Buck piece is already there. Like, you know, we know that they're good already. That's a, and we know they just won the Super Bowl. This is a different starting point for this team than other teams in the past that have won a Super Bowl or even been really good this level of cohesiveness is never carried over like this. So that's something that that goes in, in their favor. Maybe not 17-0, but of being really good, that, that goes in their favor, I think. 
The other thing is being successful, but having the right people in place, right? Tampa Bay is obviously has a ton of talent. Lots of teams have had that. I'll bring up that Eagles team again, uh, but not the right people in place. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better person to lead the team on the field than Brady in a situation like this, just given his marks in that uh, that area before. The third thing that I'll say is the, the NFC. I just I look at the NFC and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Packers. Maybe he does. I mean, I don't know, uh, but just my guess from the little I know of Rodgers, that it probably won't happen. But I look at the NFC and I say I, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, the NFC to me doesn't seem that formidable this year, where in the past it could have. So. There you go. You've got your best chance at it just based on those three things right there. That's my defense for it if anybody wants to go that route. Yeah, and I mean, I think you bring up a good point in the NFC. A lot of people will look to that NFC West division and say, oh, but, the, you know, the Seahawks and if the 49ers stay healthy and the Rams got Stafford and, you know, look at the Arizona Cardinals, um, you know, what they did and they could take a push. But then you look at that division and you say, hey, those guys all got to play each other all season long. They're going to beat up on each other all season long and whether – you know, how healthy would those teams be? How battle tested would those teams be? It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, going back to the 2007 Patriots, the last team that's that's done an undefeated season, you look at their roster and you just go down the line and compare it to what the Bucks have right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, the Bucks have clearly more talent on, on all sides of the ball, almost at every single position. I mean, mm-hmm. besides Randy Moss, maybe, besides at safety with, mm-hmm. with, um, uh, you know, who no. was there at that? Actually, who was there no. at that time? No, Rodney Harrison wasn't even at safety. It was okay. It was James Sanders and Eugene Wilson, Brandon Merriweather. So, right. I mean, they have they have better talent all up and down the line uh, on this roster and, and that schedule. I just go back to that schedule. You mentioned the NFC East in its entirety, but the schedule they have is just very, very favorable to them. Um, they're not yeah. playing extensive, you know multiple games on extensive road trips across the country. They're not going overseas. Uh, it, it's spread out pretty evenly. They, I think they have one cold weather game against the Jets, but clearly against uh, the Packers, it didn't it showed that th- that didn't ma- matter to them. So um, right. looking at it, uh, if, if this team was constructed, Brady came a year earlier and they won the Super Bowl a year earlier, maybe I could definitely see. But next season, this team's going to look completely different. So three in a row, I think, is going to be very difficult. Undefeated, like you said, I think is more of a possibility to happen of the two if I had to, had to, yeah, pick, I had to pick one. right. Andrew says, what? The Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. Agreed, Andrew. We're talking about winning consecutive Super Bowls, winning three consecutive winning. Super Bowls. That's what's never been done before. Teams have gone to four in a row, Bills being that prime example of it. But not uh, they didn't win any of them. So yeah, winning three in a row is what we're discussing here. Um, so yeah, we definitely th- this is uh, obviously we're talking about pretty uncharted territory, especially in today and the modern NFL. Um, and Paul Paul says more likely to three peat than to go seventeen and zero, oh, given wow. they've already won one. So I don't know if Paul's ran the numbers here, or maybe Jack will chime in and he'll run the numbers. I don't know. We got all the we got this third energy out here. I'm really all in on it. So maybe it is going to be more likely to three peat. Uh, then go 17 and 0. And so, uh, but I, I can't see it. I think running, running, I mean, to win three Super Bowls. But I mean, Paul is right statistically because they're likelihood that they would, eat, it would be in position to win those games and win three Super Bowls. It seems pretty high. So maybe in that point, it is less games to kind of win um, at that point. Uh, wasn't the helmet catch against Rodney Harrison? Uh, yes, Rodney Harrison was out there for the helmet catch, but was that. So he was out there that season then. He was on that. He was on that undefeated team that was undefeated going into the Super Bowl. 
Oh, you he know, made, he was injured to start he, the year. Yeah, he was suspended to start the year. Oh, okay. That's probably why he's not listed. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, the PD scandal thing. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's why. Right. That's why good old Ronnie wasn't out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's a tough discussion. I mean, either way, what you're talking, what I'm, my biggest point about it is, no, I don't think the Bucks are going undefeated. I wouldn't even put, wouldn't even think about putting money on that personally. But the other part of what we're trying to say here is that just be like Bucks fans have the ability to have this conversation. Like that's not something that they would have really <laughs> dreamed about not that long ago. And now you have the ability to be in this conversation and talking about being potentially undefeated. And it's not crazy. There are actual like evidence. I think there's actual points to be made for why the Bucks have a better chance of going undefeated than other teams before them have gone, you know, other teams before them have, that have tried to have this venture, have this conversation, you know, their show hosts have had to have this conversation in a podcast. To me, I think the Bucks have a better argument, a better case than a lot of those other teams have had in the past. Yeah. And I mean, last year too, they showed the mental toughness and that's what you need for, you know, to go undefeated those close games, those, you know, grinding out those wins. You know, you look at what the Patriots did. Some of those games came down to the wire, you know, against the Eagles, against the Ravens, against, you know, even lesser opponents that they took for granted. Um, you know, obviously they had a prolific offense that just went crazy and the Buccaneers have a chance to have that same type of offense and set record numbers, uh, especially with a full offseason, knowing the playbook, being able to get different guys incorporated a full season of Antonio Brown, adding that dimension of a guy like Giovanni Bernard, you know, give him that pass catching weapon and, and really open up that offensive playbook for Byron and the, and the team. So there's different multitudes and varieties of ways that this team can beat you, and they just added to it, right? Not mm -hmm. only that, O.J. Howard comes back, 12 personnel opens up, and then you go to the defensive side, and this is – the defense is all back, and this is not – now this is their third year in the same defensive system playing with the same players that continuity is carrying over. That defense should just play even better, you know, being able to go out there and play their game and not have to worry about it and not have to think. It just, just comes second nature to them, and, and they'll just go out there and make the plays that we know that they can make, so – Hmm. Interesting. Here's pa Paul is sounding off here. Bucks nine to one odds this year. Let's say 12 to one next year to win the Super Bowl. That means roughly 0.77% of winning two more. If you give the Bucks a generous 66% of winning all 17, that's 0.0855%. So Paul know. pulling out the numbers here. I'm inclined to believe him now. I mean, statistically speaking, but I just think the mental part of trying to go 17 and oh man like i to not have any letdown oh i mean the focus just has to be unreal like uh, i mean we've seen a lot of teams that have look at pittsburgh for example last year they got derailed by washington i mean obviously pittsburgh was like the most flawed 11 and 0 team i think that we'll see in a long long time but to get that far and then you lose you know four or five to finish off the season obviously but even Washington, I mean, they were, you know, whatever. What were they, 7-9 and nine last year? I know they made the playoffs, but come on. Like, that was yeah. a joke of a division. So, I mean, like, that was the team. that Like, it's just that hard. People need to remember it's that hard. Even when you're a playoff team, when you're a Super Bowl contender, when you're the best team in the league, you can be head and shoulders above the rest of the team and teams in the league. It's just so incredibly difficult to get to that point where you're 17-0 because even the teams in your schedule, you can't look at the schedule and be like, oh, there's just a bunch of easy teams. They're definitely going to go undefeated. It just doesn't work that way. Somebody gets you, uh, you know, something schematically, an injury, whatever. Like, it's just too hard to go 17-0 and in my opinion. I'm kind of curious what the fans and, like, YouTube, Twitter, 
Facebook, what they would rather have. Would they rather have that history, you know, back-to-back history in, in the years of and take the, the gamble on, on a third one? Would they, if they had the choice to pick three right now or go 17-0 this year and then potentially go for three, you know. Paul says, hope they go 40-0 and next two seasons. <laughs> right, you know, but that's like, that's a question I'm curious about. What what do you guys want? Well, would you rather see them make history? Obviously, first team to win it at home. Now the first team to go undefeated. And then, so, or wait, are we talking about making history and winning the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah. Well, you have okay. To. So twenty and oh. Yeah, that's true. That's right. So twenty and oh in two thousand twenty-one. So you're getting a Super Bowl title with this, and then what happens the next year? They're just like trash. No, no, not. I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, that's unpredictable. If you could say, okay, we can get three Super Bowls, three in a row. Who three in a row? Yeah. Yeah. If if you're telling me good. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's the scenario. Okay. Two, two Super Bowl. You get, you go 20 and 0 this year and you win the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Next year, next year, you're, you're like seven and nine. I don't know. So the most realistic bad record you could imagine for the, the team that's talented. And you make the playoffs for somehow and you lose to the Saints, like, and Jameis, like 49 to nothing or something like that. But, but you won that title the year before. Now what do you think? Or 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 you win three in a row, but you don't go undefeated at any point. Three in a row. It's three in a row, dude. Like three rings in a row. That's never been done before either. That's that's history. But I'm just saying the team has enough talent, barring injury, that could possibly you know. But I just it's interesting, you know, because history is history. I don't think anyone will come. If you go undefeated, I don't think anyone's touching that for a while. Well, I think they're never. I mean. I mean, who knows? But I nobody's going undefeated. That's the thing. Like, I think what we see first is a team win three in a row, then we see a, a team go undefeated. I don't know. What do you think? Now that yeah, probably not, three in a row before. Uh, yeah, probably three in a row before we see undefeated. That's what I'm because saying. Because a lot of teams are in it every year, and so the cards fall in their way, even in a year where they're not the best team. And maybe they're the best team two of the three years. Yeah, Paul's right. It's statistically it makes sense, but I don't know. I just think three in a row is that would be incredible. Um, that would be incredible. Pe- Fred Swayze more wants to say, let's do both. Let's do <laughs> let's just I'm go all about it. The whole the whole yeah. Right? I'm all about it. I don't I don't mind that at all. Let's go for it. I mean, obviously they're gonna be able to, you know, we'll talk about 2022 when 2022 comes, but for this year, yeah, let's look at some of these games here in a second. But definitely want to let people know about spotify green room why don't you let people know about spotify green room john you're on there all the time jc what what revelations have you found in spotify green room and why should fans sign up and follow pewter report on there yeah spotify green room it's uh amazing app that lets you join the conversation uh used to be strictly sports when it was locker room but now you can pretty much talk about anything there's a great conversation great chemistry great uh uh definitely great time to get in there now while it's building its base mm-hmm. um Get in there, create rooms, co- start conversations. You're going to do watch parties about with games. Uh, you can just create your own rooms and talk about whatever you want. It's a great uh, tight-knit community family type app right now, so definitely get on there and uh, download the app. Yeah, rep your favorite teams. Find your community on there for sure. Lots of Bucks fans getting on there, getting involved. It's been fun to host shows on there and have Bucks fans drop by and, and sound off in there. And, and the green room, uh, the fact they've changed it from locker room to green room, uh, I've kind of enjoyed the changes. I think it's cool. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Spotify Green Room for sure. 
Um, okay, so we've talked about this uh, this seventeen and zero mark or twenty and zero mark, however you want to uh, paint the picture. Um, and uh, Paul says. <laughs> <laughs> one last thing before I have to go. I'm not contributing to Peter report until y'all follow me back on green room. <laughs> I will follow you back on green room, Paul. I did not even realize that did not, <laughs> did not realize that Peter report was not following you on there, but we'll make sure that happens so we can get your contributions. up at Peter. Report. Yeah. He's uh he's quitting before he's even started. Wow. Um, okay. So we've talked about this 20, you know, Mark or whatever, but like, as we see it right now, if we look at the schedule Let's just hypothetically say that that quest is in their mind. We've talked about this a little bit, but we haven't revisited the schedule in a while. Where do you see is like the biggest stumbling blocks? Let's say, for example, they get to the midway point and they're 8-0. And you've got Dallas. You've got Atlanta. You've won that game. You've beaten the Rams. You've beaten the Patriots. You've beaten Miami, the Eagles, the Bears, and that easier stretch maybe in the middle and the Saints, and you're coming off that October 31st Halloween victory over the Saints. You just just beat Jameis Winston into the ground. like You, you beat the Saints into the ground. Like the big rivalry win. Now you're going you're, – wait, that's the bye, right? Then they're going to the bye, yeah, and then they come out of the bye against Washington, the same team that last derailed the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where are the biggest stumbling blocks on this schedule the rest of the way if you are the Bucs? Uh, see, I think the biggest one is before that. Um... I, I, but afterwards, I mean, you think the biggest one is what the Patriots? No, not even. I think it's the oh. Eagles. I think it's the Eagles game. The Eagles, Eagles, the Eagles game. I'm telling you, and I'll tell Explain you, explain yourself. I'll tell you why here. Okay, it might be so, the worst team in the league. Uh, well, th- hear me out here. Exactly. Okay. But so they they have to go and travel and place the Rams, right? So that's that's three weeks prior to that. Right. Then they go on the road and they face the Patriots. Huge game, going to be exhausting whether it's a, a close game or not. They're going to both teams are going to give it their all. Bill, uh, Belichick's going to have to play emotional late night game. That Rams game is a four twenty five game. Then you're home. You're finally back home after two weeks, but you're going up against the Dolphins team, which is no joke. Plenty of offensive weapons, and that defense is is going to be near the top of the league, I think. And then after that, you're on short rest. It's a Thursday night game against the Eagles. Oh Those gosh. Thursday night games, you've been beat up on by three of the best defenses in the league the past three weeks. Thursday night game, short rest. That Eagles game, for those reasons alone, not even the Eagles' talent level because whatever, but I think I, that it's it's a game I've got circled to watch. I'm going to be really interested to see how that plays out. If they're going into that game under undefe- Eagles. The Eagles, Jalen Hurts. You think Jalen Hurts is taking down the, the otherwise undefeated Bucks? I, you never know. It's a hey, crazy storylines happen every year. In the Trubisky, league. Nick Foles are going to beat the Bucks on, on Week Five. You know, what I mean, come on. You know, well, Justin Fields. My, oh, you. Oh, last you're talking year. about. Oh, you're talking about last, last year. year. Yeah. Like Brady's going to forget how many downs there are. I mean, Thursday night games are the anomaly in sports. Like any Thursday night football game, you bet. The the rules go out the window. Anything can happen. And just yeah. with those three defenses ahead of them, I just wow. it, it makes me a little nervous. A little wow. nervous. I think they can handle them, but you're picking the Eagles to beat the Bucks. I'm not picking the Bucks. Stop words in your mouth. But... I'm just saying it's a game that I'm I'm closely monitoring. No, everybody heard it. Everybody heard it. <laughs> Eagles. We will <laughs> we will be doing a full staff uh, predictions uh, podcast here as we get closer to the training game. That's gonna be a fun one to get everybody's opinions on each game. Afterwards, I mean, it's the Colts and the Bills, really. I mean, the Colts at home, 
you know, pumping in that crowd noise, you know, making it hard for the for for the Bucks to hear. And I think they've got a good defense, obviously an improved offense. We'll see what Carson Wentz is. If Carson Wentz is even close to MVP Carson Wentz, then that could be a really tough game. And of course, mm. the Bills are the Bills. But you're also you're playing, you know, you're playing the Panthers twice in the last three weeks of the season, and those games can be trap games. Those yep. games can be trap games. So I'm looking at that too. I think if they can get to December 26th against Carolina and they're undefeated, then they're it's done. I don't think they're they're not losing to the Panthers and they're not losing to the Jets to finish off the season. But the Saints, that's the one that looms. December 19th for me. That's the one where if they got to that point, obviously you're right about the Bills and the Colts. You know, no question. Those are really good teams. But I, even if the Saints aren't that good, and if they're out, they're just going to be, oh, they're going to want that to ruin they'll that. Be up. They'll be like, up. you know how bad they're going to want to ruin that. And sometimes okay. little weird magical things happen in those games to derail people. So that's the one I would be nervous about if it got to that point. Bucks fans, let us know which ones, which of those games, if you see them on the list that you think might be kind of challenging for them, especially throughout the second half of the season. A very interesting thing happened today, JC, that I wanted to make you aware of. I'm not sure if you were. Oh, and by the way, Jack brings up a good point. Depends if Taylor talking Heineke is playing against the Bucks <laughs> when they play Washington out of the bye week. That's what I'm going to call him now. I'm not going to refer to him as anything other than Taylor talking Heineke. You put Heineken. That's right. <laughs> Heineken, Heineke, whatever. Um, uh, I mean, if Devin White's there, he's chasing his, his That's his, right. No. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Pro Football Reference has gone back and unearthed a new ranking for all-time sack leaders. This what? is crazy to me because I've always said, why hasn't this been done before? Like somebody's got to have the footage of every game from these players' career, right? I mean, it's got to be somewhere. We're not talking about these guys playing the 1800s or early 1900s. We're talking about the 1960s and 70s. Like somebody's got to have seen these games, right, or have uh, an account of these statistics. Of you know, anyway, I thought it was kind of crazy that it never happened before, but now. You have it. Pre-1982 sacks have been added to Pro Football Reference, and there are some sack totals for some certain legends that are up there. And I know Leroy Selman is going to be among them for Bucks fans in their minds. They, I know that he's had kind of an unofficial sack total before uh, that's been listed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look while Josh is talking over the next few minutes and tell you a little bit more about him. I'm gonna look up this complete list. I thought it would be right here on the page. It is not. I will tell you this. Deacon Jones is 173 and a half sacks. These are not official, by the way. The NFL has not officially recognized Deacon Jones as now the third all-time leading sacker. But this is what's been found in the research they've done in pre-1982 players. So Deacon Jones, 173 and a half sacks. Jack Youngblood, 151 and a half sacks. Alan Page, 148 and a half sacks. As you can see, this has greatly altered the all-time sacks leading rankings here uh, because of that those guys are now all top 10 they weren't even in that top 10 before you know so uh, we've got another year added for Lawrence Taylor I think to bring him to 142 Michael Strahan is all the way down here at 10th place now yeah in the all-time sacks record so crazy we've got some big changes there but anyway hang on I'm gonna look for this Leroy Selman thing Um, but as I do it Here's the interesting part to me. Terrell Suggs, the only, he's technically still an active player, but he's not really active. Did he even play last year? I don't think so. 139 sacks? That's more than I thought he had. Yeah. He's he's in like 13th place. Yeah. 12th place. Is he 12th? Yeah. 
Yeah, 12th. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, 12th. Okay, so he's ahead of DeMarcus Ware. Sorry, I was going to say another crazy thing that happened was uh, with this new unofficial table, Michael Strahan is no longer the single season sack record holder. (laughs) Michael Strahan's, well, he wasn't before, was he? Because it was Bruce Smith, right? No, it was was Michael Strahan with his 22 and a half. Single season. I get what you're saying. I'm sorry. Single season. That is, yes. Talk about that. Al Al Baker from Detroit, nineteen seventy eight. Al Baker put up, uh, put up twenty three sacks in nineteen seventy eight. Uh, so he is the new unofficial sack leader now. Um, Michael Stray over Michael Strahan with that half sack. Uh, so yeah, I mean Deacon Jones jumps up on the list too in third place with twenty five uh, twenty two sacks two seasons in sixty four. 68 it's changed the entire list deacon jones is actually on this list three times before the in the top 10 with so i mean talk about production and if you look at it actually um let's see one two three four five five players that weren't in the top 10 for single season sack totals have jumped into it three of them with deacon jones the other one is um the other one's obviously al baker single season and Coy Bacon, nineteen seventy six with the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, yes, Gary brings up a great cho- great point here. Yes. This is justice for when Brett Favre let Strahan sack him to get that record, that single season record. This is now justice. He's no longer instead a guy named Al Baker is beating <laughs> you out. Al Baker. Ren wants to know where can I get my Al Baker jersey. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know who Al Baker is. I'm gonna have to do some Baker. research. Yeah, okay. Um, Leroy Salmon, though, 123rd on the all-time sacks chart now <laughs> oh. because of this. 78 and a half sacks. So uh, the number was right that, that that has been rumored, apparently. Al, Al Baker's nickname was Bubba. So, I mean, oh. Bubba Baker. Al Bubba, Bubba Baker. Baker. Coming for you. All right. I'm looking up Al Baker right now. <laughs> Al Baker, pro football reference. Let's find out who this – who is this, dude? The three – Looks like it came out the gate really strong in 1978. He played all the way until 1990. That can't be right. Look at this dude. 23 sacks, 16 sacks, 17 and a half sacks, nine and eight and a half sacks, and some injury riddled seasons. Uh, yeah. This guy was a beast. He has 131 career sacks. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Played in Detroit. Before 82. When they started keeping them. So before uh, that, most of his best seasons were before 82. Yeah, he had a 23, 16, 17 and a half, and nine sacks. Paul, we need your math. <laughs> yeah. He, he had a lot. Let's put it that way. He would not have been up on our list. Um, so, yeah. Ren says, oh, uh, wow. First five years, as it right here. First five years, he had 74 sacks. <laughs> okay. So they're. <laughs> Jeez. Right there in Detroit. Five this years. guy was tearing people up. We got to find this guy. That I got to watch some Al Baker. Oh, today. Yeah. Incredible. Ren says about Leroy Salmon, 123rd. Sounds like a seventh all-time buck to me. Wow, fans, get him. Ren thinks that Leroy Salmon is the seventh best all-time buccaneer. Get this man. Don't let this don't let this stand. Can't imagine a take like that. Imagine it. Is Al related to Buda Baker? Uh probably not, Mitch. Baker, (laughs) just gonna guess. Maybe. I don't know. I I thought Rice was higher on this list for total sacks. Well, he was, but now he's oh, not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now, so, now yeah. he's 29th all time. He's still 29th all time. And not even a sniff for the Hall of Fame. 
Injustice. Oh if God. we have the same amount of people who are campaigning for James Wilder to get in the Ring of Honor as they are for, you know, wow. Simeon Rice coming, to get right, coming right for James Wilder's neck. <laughs> I mean, I, all the old I, head Bucks fans. If we just had a better presenter for their cases, maybe they'd be in already. That's true. Yeah, right. Ronnie Barber oh, and Simeon Rice. Simeon Rice isn't even getting the conversation right now. That's crazy to me. It's been how long? It's been how long for J- for Lynch and and I and I think Rice deserves to be in before both of them. To be honest with you, I mean he's one of my favorite bucks of all time. Um, I'd say I still take Ronde over over Simeon Rice, but over Lynch, yeah, definitely. And wow, you've gotten Ren triggered. Wow, lay off James Wilder. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I mean to see the vigor. If you had the same vigor you had there about getting Simeon Rice and Canton, maybe he'd, he'd get some sniffs already. Oh, wow. <laughs> Gary, uh, they played 16 games back then. Still, so we are talking about 16 game sack totals for our guy Al. Our guy. He is our guy now, Al Baker. I was hoping he had a year with the Bucks. Wait, he did not. Deacon, Deacon wasn't playing full 16 games, was he? Who? Deacon was only playing 14 game seasons. I don't know. I'm just looking at. Uh, I'm at t- I was just talking about Al Baker. How how oh, yeah, long yeah. ago was Deacon was before that for sure? Deacon so. was in '61. They're only yeah, playing yeah. 15 games. Oh, season. so Deacon played less games and got 173 and a half sacks. <laughs> yes, and different and, league back then. Let's just be clear: like offensive linemen were like 10 pounds. Well, they didn't throw the ball that much either. You know, they were running yeah, the ball. Didn't. Right, that's true. So maybe 173 and a half is even more insane. Well, I mean that. Yeah, I mean that makes it a little bit more impressive, right? Let's pass attempts. Yeah. You know, pass, I mean, he was probably getting a sack. Like he was probably averaging like two sacks a game, I mean, and there were only probably like ten pass plays in a game. That's, like I said, he's got three of the top yeah. ten sack totals. For, uh, he, yeah, he was he was basically Bruce Smith before Bruce Smith. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's kind Bruce. of the comparison I think of. Bruce Smith played with much better competition, but yeah, yeah, but he but he but more passing and. I mean, uh, he crossed so many eras. I mean, that dude played forever. He played almost 20 years. He had like a Tom – what did he play, like 18 years? Yeah, yeah. He was like – he was in Washington like – I mean, like old, and he was still putting up sacks. Like what? Nine <laughs> sacks in Washington at 39 years old. No, he did it. Yes, see. he did. At 40, he had a five-sack season. He started eight games at 40 years old. Man was an absolute That's freak. Insane. Insane. Oh that my gosh! Insane. How do you pass rush specialist? How do you, as a twenty-two, like a twenty-three-year-old, you know, all-pro left tackle, right tackle? How do you just? How do you, <laughs> he was a free agent signing of Washington in two thousand, and he responded with twenty-nine sacks in four years as a thirty-seven-year-old free agent defensive end. I need to just, see the game. I need to see if someone got beaten multiple times in one game. <laughs> I mean, we don't just, talk about him though. Bruce no Smith, dude, about Bruce Smith. It's just crazy. He, absolute freak. When we talk about freaks, he never headlines the list. Dude was just on his body was unreal. Which makes special player. Just makes what Tom Brady's doing 20 years in the league and just an absolute beast that much even more. Yeah. Like- Speaking of Tom Brady, ESPN released their uh top 10. Uh they're doing a survey, remember, of 50 of 50 or more. Uh, general managers, scouts, players, things like that from around the NFL. And they're asking them to rank the top 10 players at each position. Uh, and everybody's turning in their ballots and people are losing their minds on Twitter. Uh, but I think it's actually a really helpful exercise because, yes, Joe Schmo that gets quoted 
may have only seen one half of Tom Brady play this past season. Unlikely, but let's say uh, one half of Ali Marpet play this season or may not have played Ali Marpet in two years, but he's voting. So by himself, his voters comment is, is useless, really. I mean, it's fun, but it's useless. But when you take over 50 people around the league and you pull the consensus of their opinion, I think you can get some really good insight just based on those rankings. You know, some people, yeah, some people are going to have Lamar Jackson not in the top 10. Some people are going to have Dak Prescott ranked 14th out of quarterbacks. Like one or two people are going to do dumb things like that because they aren't, don't have, they don't have, they probably haven't seen that player play that much or they're just want to be outlandish, whatever. But as a consensus, I think that there's value in what they're doing. Tom Brady, by the way, ranked third. In the NFL, they took Deshaun Watson out of the rankings, so he wasn't included in the rankings because nobody believes he's going to play this season. And Aaron Rodgers was second, and there's something. Maybe he doesn't play. I don't know. Who knows? Um, And Tom Brady was third. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes was first. What do you think about that list? I don't know if you got a chance to see the list, but what did you think about their ranking and their I, I would if they weren't so you know stingy with their with their good articles and make you got to go behind a paywall. <laughs> That's right. You know, like you're losing out on clicks. Hey, here. you got a bundle. You got a what is a bundle? It's like they're getting you free promotion bundle because it doesn't give you Hulu Hulu Plus without the ads. It's it's the dumbest. Yeah, thing. It does. we have Hulu Plus without the ads and ESPN Plus. Yeah, well, uh, not Plus, but Insider. They're different things, aren't they? No, if you have ESPN Plus, you have Insider automatically. I thought that true. Uh, maybe you're right. I don't know. Sure. Was I don't know. I don't know how it works. Anyways, but. I didn't see the list, but I mean, Tom Brady at number three makes. Perfect sense. It's I mean, like Disney. It's like Disney Plus. I think it's Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. Plus. So complicated because we get Disney Plus through a Verizon for free. So oh, that, maybe that's yeah, throwing it off for you. No ads, and it throws everything off. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's like a bundle, some type of bundle. Anyway, point being, terrible. yeah, but yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and uh, people, as people are pointing out in the chat, as we wrote about this past weekend over PeterReport.com, Brady won SP for the top uh, football player. He won the SB for the best male athlete, and the Bucs won the best the SB for best team. So, yeah, they're the kings, basically. Yeah, bringing bring home all the awards. But, yeah, Brady at number three makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's undeniable. And, I, you know, if you watched him, and the first observation I made last year at training camp was, wow, he's got some zip on his arm. He's He's got, you know, it looked like he found, like, a new revived, bigger to himself and uh, being down in Tampa because the last time I saw him at training camp was 2018 and mm. it, it didn't look like that. I'll tell you that. I mean, he, he was not whipping the ball around and then the numbers obviously go to show for it. I mean, everyone was saying, Oh, his deep balls, dead deep ball. And then he leads the league in almost every deep ball category. Um, he's still at, at 43. You take away the age, what he did, 43 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, only took 21 sacks. And a lot of those sacks weren't Jameis sacks. They were, let me take the sack, <laughs> you know, on, on, on purpose. So if you look at what he did, number three makes perfect sense. I mean, he won the Super Bowl. He was a Super Bowl MVP. And uh, until someone can kind of knock him down from that pedestal, he's got to be up there. Patrick Mahomes is obviously the future. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. But after that, Who's better than Tom? I, I mean, I, I don't. Maybe skill set, so maybe like young skill set wise, you can make a case for somebody. But as a complete package at quarterback, you can't. I, I just yeah. don't. Yeah. Well, I think that that's. I mean, when I did my rankings, I had Brady fourth, but I had Deshaun Watson in them, and so with him out of them, yeah, he's third. And um, I mean, you could easily make a case that he could still play better than those guys. You know, on a given day, it's they're all in that tier together, I believe. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and he, and he has, obviously, <laughs> as recently as the last football game we saw um, against Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, I mean, I think that he is uh, he is definitely has the ability to, when we talk about that 17-0, he's one of the few players that I believe has the ability to inspire that kind of conversation because of his level of play. So it will be interesting to see. Obviously, a great uh, week for him, again, r- bringing in the awards and the team bringing in the award as well uh, for best team, um, for uh, top pro team, whatever it was. But yeah, it's going to be one of those off seasons where the Bucks are going to be. Yes, Brady, we talk about him being in a place where he's been before. But even as all these awards go out and people start talking about the buzz picks up and training camp, by the way, Bucks training camp uh, starts in, in 12 days. Um, as all those things happen, there's going to be so much outside noise that a lot of people on the team are not used to. So how Brady and Arians are able to lead this group, uh, despite all that, is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be uh, amazing to watch. And if they can do it, obviously, uh, what's waiting for them at the end is going to be significant. Um, how well this team has handled injuries over the past two years, obvious knock on wood, but they their commitment to sports science that Bruce Arians has had that he admits he did not have enough of it in Arizona has been uh, probably one of the most overlooked things. You know, Even when they've lost players for a little while, um, they've gotten them back. Um, and so that's been really encouraging with this team so far. And it gives you hope that they can continue to be, I think over the last two seasons, they are one of the best, so top five maybe in terms of games lost over the last two seasons, where before that, the Bucs were among the worst in the league and you know, worst five teams in the league, like for, for the last couple couple years before that. So it's been a huge turnaround uh, for them this year. And I think that or uh, the last two years, and it'll be huge for them to carry that over into 2021, I think. Yeah, and I mean, you've already heard Bruce, you know, he's he's already learned from things that he did with the Cardinals that year, uh, you know, with guys at OTAs and guys out. He's going to have, I think we're going to see a lot of guys have rest days throughout training camp, uh, just preserving their bodies for when it really counts, uh, combined with the sports science that he's been using, those vests that they wore all, all year last year, um, you know, really focusing on soft tissue uh, injuries and how to avoid them and just giving the guys a proper rest and making sure he's not wearing them out because the truth of the matter is they played four extra games last year, um, played well into February, and there are some older veterans on this team. I'm sure JPP will have his days. Uh, uh, Sue will have his days. Brady, much to his like his chagrin, will have his days. They'll give yeah. days. They'll give all these guys days off because the, the, it's a long-term pre- preservation key for that for them, and that's the goal. You know, going back to to win the Super Bowl, and um, with that with that process, you know, combined with the sports science, that's that's one way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. The the commitment of those two things, I think, has really transformed them into being where they're at now, uh, where they've been at the last couple of years in terms of of health for sure. Let's talk about Briar Greaves Insurance. Speaking of veterans, you don't stay in business for over thirty years if you aren't doing something right. Briar Greaves does a lot of things right, but none more than giving exceptional personal service to their insurance customers. We all need insurance, whether it's life, homeowners, auto, or even commercial insurance. Briar and Sam Greaves and their staff are the best in the area and big bucks fans. It will literally take you 10 minutes to get a quote or compare your current policy, and that 10 minutes could turn into hundreds of dollars in savings. Don't wait. Call Briar Greaves today at 813-876-4166. And find out how much money you can put back in your pocket. 813-876-4166. 30 years in business and buck season ticket holders. Call Briar or Sam today. 
we got a fun week lined up on the Peter Report podcast that will oh, continue yeah. uh, over the next couple of days. Tomorrow, Scott comes back from Vegas, uh, I believe, on the red eye uh, throughout through the night tonight. And so he is going to be back and ready, for, hopefully ready. We'll see if he loses his voice <laughs> before that. He, uh, I think he rolled out of bed maybe like uh, – was it, it was close to – well, it's about one forty-five our time. So Vegas, what? Give him a couple hours back. But yeah, he's he's living it up out there. Hopefully, he doesn't lose too much money. But uh, he'll be back on the podcast, and he and Mark will talk about those top fifteen bucks of all time on tomorrow's podcast. So um, they'll be able to break down that list, and you'll be able to give your criticisms of what you thought as that series has been released over the past uh, twelve days or so. Um, and you can give your thoughts as to whether they got it right or got it wrong by putting Warren Sapp as the number one buck of all time. I think they had Derek Brooks, number two and Leroy Selman, number three. So just a little bit higher than I had him, but uh, you can give your thoughts on all of that on tomorrow's podcast. It's going to be a good one with Scott and Mark. And then on Wednesday, Tristan Wirfs is joining the podcast. Ooh. We're excited for that. We'll have a nice sit down with Tristan Wirfs. Man, I've got a lot of questions to ask Tristan Wirfs. Oh, he's yeah. one of the most, I think he's one of the most uh, outgoing. And, what's that? Did you see the video today? Uh, yeah, I saw his job. I got to ask him about that. <laughs> oh my. Box jump. Insane. Seated box jump with a vest yeah. on, guys. And, and oh my god! Oh yeah, he's uh, special. He's special for sure. So I'm gonna, and I'm going to ask him about the quote from the ESPN article where somebody said Uh-oh. he's not that talented. His feet aren't that great, but yada yada. He just he's great. You know, he he's still good. Blah blah blah. I'm going to be like, dude, I don't even explain this. So I'm gonna. So we're gonna have a good conversation with Tristan Works. Tell him very, the record, so it gives you a real answer. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell him other. He'll give me a real yeah, answer. Cameras Tristan Works. Cameras are off. <laughs> Tristan Works is one of the more fun players. He will. He'll. He'll speak his mind. I think awesome. uh, he's. He's a great interview. So yeah, we're excited to have him. That'll be on Wednesday show at 4 p.m. And then on Thursday, what was supposed to be today, Stephen Che is. We're doing him on. Th- we're getting his thoughts on the top 100. His top 100, by the way, that he's releasing. We are getting that uh, on Thursday night, 8:30 p.m. Stephen will be joining me to break down and talk about his top 100, and we'll talk about why some bucks have been left off of those rankings that I think should not be left off of those rankings. So we John were going to give Steven a piece of We're going to, we're <laughs> going to give, we're going to give old Jay a piece of our mind for sure. No question about that. Jack wants to know if we'll ask uh, Tristan Wirfs about the difference between 45 degree pass sets compared to vertical sets. Haven't heard him answer that one before. I asked him something about this during the season. I mean, I know the difference, but I asked him like what the difference was in terms of training or preparation, practice, things like that during the week. And I don't, something like that well, was what he answered. But yeah, I will, we will definitely talk about this because he's talked about how his past sets totally changed. So I'll have him go back over that for us on Wednesday and, and, and find out a little bit more about what changed. Uh, Mitch wants to know if fans will be allowed at training camp. Yes, Mitch, I believe they will be, yes but it's no. going to be, yeah, it's going to be like what season ticket holders, season ticket holders. You got to apply pass. for yeah. days and certain times that they're, they're going for, they're doing like a military day and a women's day. And so it's, just I would go on the Bucks website and if you're a season ticket holder and and look at that. But if you're right. not, yeah, that might be the best integrator for sure. But um, tune in because there will be obviously great coverage from Peter Report. We'll have pictures, yep. videos every day, and you know I think Casey and Scott will be doing their live from training camp, you know, coverage. But Scott Smith, yeah. It's never really that great. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we'll be excited to be out there, and we'll be excited to take a look at all that stuff, and we'll obviously be live in the podcast. We'll be bringing you all that stuff during training camp, too, 12 days away. We are 
we are ready, man. It seems like just yesterday the Bucks were wrapping it up, uh, and now we are out here again, ready for another season. So it's going to be fun, and you're going to be able to experience and enjoy all of it through the lens of the Peter Report podcast, as you, our faithful listeners, always do. So appreciate that. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again tomorrow on another edition of the Peter Report podcast. Out. Peace.